So, I made my, so, as I said last week, I made a mock draft last week, and I said I was going to be making one, and yeah, I am, so, today's the day, and I'm, uh, and it, it, this is weird, because as soon as I'm about to record, I get a notification that Teddy Bridgewater has just been traded to the Denver Broncos for a sixth round pick, and that really screws up my mock draft, and you know, and you know, I, I, I spent too much time you know, analyzing the pick and then, you know, writing it all down. So now, so now instead of playing it out, I'm going to do a pick by pick and just see how it goes. So number one, Trevor Lawrence to the Jaguars, not even going to talk about that one. Number two, Zach Wilson to the Jets, not even going to talk about that one. And now the 49ers, they're one that I really can't figure out. So Justin Fields, so they're saying that they're not going to draft Justin Fields, which I believe because because even before all this, they never showed any interest in him. So now it's down to Mac Jones and Trey Lance. Kyle Shanahan reportedly wants Mac Jones, but others in the organization want Trey Lance. So if it came down to me and I was the, I made the decision for the 49ers, I would draft Trey Lance from North Dakota State only because Trey Lance has such a higher ceiling than Mac Jones. And he's going to a situation where Trey Lance does not need to start right away because Jimmy Garoppolo is still a capable quarterback. And, you know, I, I, think it's a, I think it's a good fit. And then, number four, Justin... Wait, oh, uh, number four, the Atlanta Falcons. I have them taking Justin Fields. In my last mock draft, I had them taking Kyle Pitts, but that was because Justin Fields were number three overall. For Justin Fields, Justin Fields, he's a hometown guy. He, he originally was at Georgia. You know, just it's and you know Matt, Matt Ryan is getting up there in age. He's not what he used to be. It just seems that it needs it's a, it's a good fit, and it just seems like it's the right move. Number five, the Cincinnati Bengals. This isn't changing from last week. I, I it's Panay Soul. I I don't understand why people are saying Jamar Chase or Kyle Pitts. I mean, I mean, your first priority has to be protecting Joe Burrow, not giving Joe Burrow weapons and then nobody to protect him. It just, it doesn't make sense. And I think Panay Sewell is definitely the pick here. Number six. Now, you know, this came out last night as I'm recording this Wednesday, April 28th, the day before the draft, that the Dolphins reportedly like Jalen Waddle more than they do Jamar Chase. And, and, you know, granted, it's rumors, but if it, but from, in my opinion, I believe it just because, just because Tua has that connection with Jalen Waddle. So then I have the Dolphins taking Jalen Waddle here at six. And then, and then without really, not with no surprise, I have the Lions taking Jamari Chase at seven. It's an absolute steal. Then I have another steal. Um, uh, Kyle Pitts at number eight to the Carolina Panthers. It's just... Kyle Pitts is such a good player, and it's just, it, it would be horrible if they pass him up. And now, this is where it gets a bit weird. So, as I'm recording this, they just traded, for, the Broncos just traded for Teddy Bridgewater. So then, so then if they were, if, if they traded for Teddy Bridgewater, then they obviously are, I just don't see a world where they draft a quarterback and you have Teddy Bridgewater, Drew Locke. And then, and then another quarterback, cause, 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 I'm like, that's three, that's three good quarterbacks. Teddy Bridgewater being the best, but just, I just don't know how I feel about that. 
And you know, with the with the players on the board, I'm gonna have them taking here Rashawn Slater, offensive lineman from Northwestern. Rashawn Slater is a very versatile offensive lineman. He can play tackle. He can play guard, center. He can play everywhere. And I just think that I just think that that'll be smart for the Broncos just to get a just to get a potential franchise offensive lineman. Number ten, the Cowboys. Patrick Sertan. It's it, it, it's been mocked there forever. It's one that makes the most sense. The Cowboys' defense is a dumpster fire. Take Patrick Sertan and hopefully rebuild it. Number eleven, the New York Giants. This one isn't. I don't think this one's changing either. Number eleven, Devontae Smith. Devontae Smith is. He's he's he's. I think he's going to be the biggest hit or miss in this entire draft. Just his size is really concerning. And I mean, and I mean, like I know he said in interviews about how like he's tired of like he's tired of people being worried about his size, but they're not gonna stop because because when you're six foot one and Rondell Moore almost weighs as much as you, that's not good. And even though the Giants signed Kenny Galladay, Kenny Galladay is the only reliable receiver. Sterling Shepard's the iffy because he's fringe reliable, but getting someone like Devontae Smith would be would just be even adding more firepower to that offense. Now, the Eagles. The Eagles are in a weird position where they have Jalen Hurts. So if they really want to, they could take Mac Jones. They have J.C. Horn, Micah Parsons. Those players, I think, are all potential fits. But 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 I think I think that this year they're, they're going to give Jalen Hurts a chance. And I think, I think you know, though there are no wide receivers here that I, I would take here, there is there is a good cornerback that I would take here, and that's J.C. Horn. He's just a really good all-around cornerback. Their whole the the the, the Eagles all-around team is pretty bad. They have receiver obviously being the biggest, but just I just don't think you take Rashad Bateman or Kadarius Tony at twelve. I think that's way too high. And then number thirteen, the um, uh, Los Angeles Chargers. I still think it's O-line. I think the O-line is absolutely abysmal. And so, and just, even though you signed Corey Lindsley, it's still a long way from being good. And so I think a player that, I think a player that can help with that is Christian Derrissaw, offensive tackle. He's just a really, really good all-around prospect, and I just don't, I don't see any cons in what the Chargers are doing here. Number 14, the Minnesota Vikings. So now this this is where it gets a bit weird. So offensive line is still a big need, and 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 and, and with Daniel Hunter looking like he's gonna get traded, edge is another big concern. Just all around offensive line, interior and tackle after losing Riley Reef. So, uh, I don't know what you would. You know what? I I. I think they should take him. I'm gonna have them taking Quiddy Pay, defensive end, Michigan. Quiddy Pay, in my opinion, is by far the best defensive end in this class. I know I know some people say Jalen Phillips, but for me, Jalen Phillips is just injured way too often for me to think of him as a number one defensive end when he can't stay healthy. That's just I I can't do it. Now number fifteen. This is a dream scenario for the Patriots. Macca Jones falls right into their lap. Not, not a whole ton of explanation needed. The, um, the Cardinals on the clock. So they have, they have, they have some needs. I mean, after signing J.J. Watt, you know, you know, you know. I mean, this team 
has the potential to be really good. And just, you know, drafting some good players. And this team could be a very good team. Not not that it isn't already. But if I were here, I would take Elijah Vera Tucker here. Another virtual offensive lineman. Almost like I'm a Rashawn Slater. But I think think Elijah Vera Tucker is definitely more of a guard. I think think Rashawn Slater is going to end up transitioning to guard. I, I, I don't see a world where Vera Tucker even plays every even plays a snap in the NFL at tackle. He's just he just he doesn't have the doesn't have he's just, he's just not a tackle. Even though he played that in college. And then here, number seventeen, the Las Vegas Raiders. Last time I had been taking Christian Barmore. Christian Barmore is now plummeting down draft boards because of because because of some coaching concerns. So I, I, I don't I don't I, I'm not I don't have them taking him again. I mean, they are a wild, and the, the Raiders are always a wild card. You know, like last year they took Damon Arnett, two, a couple of years ago they took Cleland Farrell. Just, they, they don't really care. And but I think this, I think the smart pick here would be to take Tevin Jenkins, offensive tackle from Oklahoma State. You know, I mean that whole offensive line is now dismantled. You traded away Ronnie Hudson. You traded away everybody except Colton Miller. And then and then Tevin Jenkins is like a plug and play right tackle who I think is. I think it's a perfect fit for the Raiders. Number 18, the Dolphins. So, the Dolphins, I mean, yes, the Dolphins need a running back, but I don't think, I don't think that running back, I don't think that there are any running backs good in this draft, are good enough to justify being taken here by the Dolphins when there are so many good players still on the board. And I think one of those players is Micah Parsons, linebacker at Penn State. Micah Parsons is a very good player, probably the best offensive player in the draft, but just his off-the-field stuff, that, that gets him lowered down mock drafts, which is the only reason why, because if it wasn't, then he would probably be a top-ten pick. Number 19, the Washington football team. This is, this is, a, this is a strange team. Where, hmm, where their offensive line is weak, but... Besides Brandon Scherf, that is. And then and then their their defense is alright. The defensive line is insane. You have Chase Young, Duran Payne, Montez Sweat. You can't say anything bad about their defensive line. But besides that, it gets a bit eh. And you know, you like you know the linebackers are weak. You know, they have Landon Collins and William Jackson. They're starting to rebuild it. But I think a I think a player I think a player that would fit well into that team is Jeremiah Wusu Kormawa, linebacker from Notre Dame. I mean, I, I think I said this in my last mock draft. Just you, you, use the term linebacker lightly. He's like an Isaiah Simmons where he's more of like a safety and like a linebacker's body. Where just, not, not even a linebacker's body. He's like 200 pounds. But just, but just he, he, he's so versatile. He, he plays, he can play cornerback. He can play linebacker. He can play safety. He's really a positionless player. He can play all over the field. Now, number 20, the Chicago Bears. I mean, I've had this pick for a while now, and I think it's still what I think it's still what they should do. Take Rashad Bateman. Allen Robinson is not going to stay with you. I know you franchise tagged him. I don't care. He's not going to stay there. He said that he doesn't want to stay there. He's not. He's not negotiating long-term deal. So just take Rashad Bateman and just get ready. Get ready for the future. Number twenty-one, the Indianapolis Colts. They're they're another weird team where, with it with it, with they are really a playoff team. But then they have some holes, you know. You know, I mean, they lost Anthony Costanzo to retirement. They 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 ain't resigned Justin Houston. There's still a lot of question marks 
but, but overall, this team is a very, very good team. And, 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 and I think a player, I think a player that could help with, with their, with their secondary is Greg Newsome, the second out of Northwestern cornerback. Their cornerbackers are weak, but now you have Greg Newsome. Greg Newsome is a good starting point. Hope, and you know, hopefully, hopefully he can make a playoff push or even try to make the playoffs if you, Number 22, the Tennessee Titans. So, and I think I've had this pick for a bit now. So, so they lost Corey Davis to the Jets. And besides that, you have A.J. Brown, Khalif Raymond, and you lost Jonu Smith. So really, so really, your offense, like, passing game-wise is, is completely dead. You have A.J. Brown, but then, you know, A.J. Brown can't do it all, even, even though he's really, really good. I think a player that would complement him really well it's Kadarius Tony, wide receiver from Florida. Kadarius Tony is more of an uh, AJ Brown's more AJ Brown's more of a physical receiver. Kadarius Tony is just he he's he's so elusive and he's so hard to tackle. And I and I think that that's a player that would really complement well against AJ Brown's game. Number twenty-three, the New York Jets are on the clock, and so the Jets. I mean. I, I mean, I, I had this pick today, and I like it. I had them taking Jalen Phillips, defensive end from uh, Miami, formerly UCLA. Jalen Phillips is a player that I'm not as high on him as other people are, but the only reason I'm not high on him is because of his injuries. If it wasn't for his injuries, I think he'd be the number one defensive end. And some people do have him as the number one defensive end. But just, just his injury concerns are really, really worrisome. But but with it, with, a team, with a team like the Jets, you have nothing to lose. I mean I mean like you might as well you might as well take a risk on a high risk high reward player in Jalen Phillips, who who either could be always injured and never plays, or or he or he, or he could be a really good defensive end. He could develop, but you just, you just don't know. Now number twenty four, the Pittsburgh Steelers. I have them taking this is this is a new one. I have them taking Najee Harris, so. So, so, so with the way this board is on, I don't... This offensive line is weak. You lost Pouncey, you lost Villanueva. But just, I don't think any offensive linemen here are really in that range. I mean, you have, like, Alex Leatherwood, Liam Eikenberg, Creed Humphrey, Landon Dickerson. But Landon Dickerson's injured way too much. So, I have them taking Najee. Running back is a massive need, especially after James Conner left. So, just, I mean, for me, I just take Najee and just... And maybe somehow, somehow, come back from that awful end of season that you had last year. Just, you know, with Najee, they'll finally have a run. They'll finally have a run game again because last year it was non-existent, and teams eventually caught on to that, and they were toast. Now the Jaguars are on the clock, and this this, this is a pick that's been mocked for a long time. Trayvon Mulrig, safety from TCU. It's a boring pick, but it's just a pick that makes the most sense. Trayvon Morrig is a ball hawk who's by far the best safety in this class, and 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 just he'll help he'll help solidify that Jaguars defense. Well, secondary. Number twenty six, the Cleveland Browns. I think their biggest need is defensive line. Even though you have Miles Garrett, you lost Larry Ogun, you lost Larry Ogunjobi, you, you released Sheldon Rankins. You pretty much have no one on that defensive line. It's pretty much in shambles. Besides for Miles Garrett, he's the only bright spot. And so because of that, I have been taking Aziz Ojolari, defensive end from Georgia. Aziz Ojolari is probably the, uh, 
I would say the third best defensive end in this class, in my opinion. He's a very solid all-around player, and I, and, and and it's really good value for what you can get here from Aziz Ojolari here at number 26. Number 27, the Baltimore Ravens. Oh yeah, I forgot to mention, the Ravens now have two picks because they finally traded Orlando Brown Jr. to the Chiefs for three picks. And so, and so, and so, and, and you know, I think that will affect the Chiefs, the Chiefs draft just because, especially because for, for a lot of the offseason, offensive line has been their biggest need, and, and they signed Joe Tooney and Kyle Long came out of retirement, but their, but their tackle positions are still wide open after releasing Eric Fisher and Mitchell Schwartz. So here, but that's, that's we'll, we'll, we'll get to the Chiefs. So with the Ravens here, I have them taking Terrace Marshall Jr., wide receiver LSU. I don't think he's the best wide receiver on the board, but I, I, I think he's one. I think he's the one that fits the, the scheme the best, and I just think that it's the best fit. You know, you sign Sammy Watkins. Sammy Watkins is a good receiver, but he's not gonna change up your offense. I think Terrace Marshall Jr. has the potential to be one of those players. He's just he's got all the physical tools. Number twenty-eight, the New Orleans Saints, and and and, and I had to change this on my mock draft because I got this a little bit before I was gonna record, and that is that. If the Saints have to, they're going to trade up to take Caleb Farley. So and so and and, and, I, and on my draft, Caleb Farley is still sitting there. So it's they're going to take Caleb Farley. Caleb Farley, Caleb Farley's really good, but for me, I just I, I'm not a fan of him just because he's way 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 too in- much. He's way too he's injured way too much. He's had multiple back surgeries and he's only like 22. So it, it's just it, it's it, it's a weird situation. Number 29 the. Green Bay Packers, for me, this is a no-brainer. You take Elijah Moore here. Elijah Moore has insane speed, good hands, and just he, he he's your typical slot receiver, and that's exactly what the Packers need. Because, you know, besides Devontae Adams on the Packers, you have Marcus Valding, Scatling, Alan Lazard, but those guys have not been able to take their game to the next level, and I think Elijah Moore can. Number 30, Buffalo Bills. I have them taking a more of a project here, but Jason Oe defensive end from Penn State. Jason Owe, he's 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 a he's a unique player. He he played football, he started playing football late. But but he just has insane talent. He has insane speed for a player like his for his size. But his biggest downfall is like his lack of experience and then you know and you know he's kind of getting known as the guy who's is a projected first rounder who didn't record a single sack in 2020. Which is true, but 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 I, I just I don't I don't I don't think you can hold twenty twenty against a player, especially, especially especially when the Big Ten was delayed for all that time. So I, I just don't think you can hold that against him. I just don't think it's a valid argument. I think I I like Jason Owe. I think he could be really good. He's just gonna need time and coaching to be able to get to that level. Now number thirty one, the Baltimore Ravens. This was the Chiefs' pick, but they traded it away. So here. Here it gets a bit, eh. because 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 you have lots of players on the board, lots of lots of good players. You know you have Christian Barmore, Zayvon Collins, Joe Tryon. Pretty much, you, you, I mean I mean I mean you, you have you have a lot of good players still on the board, but here I don't I don't I don't think you take any of those guys. I think you take Sam Cosme, right tackle from Texas. Well, just tackle because he he could play play he could play other tackle, but he's not going to with Ronnie Stanley. Sam Cosby played right tackle at college. He just traded away Orlando Brown, who was a left tackle playing right tackle, who didn't want to play right tackle. 
So, for me, I think it's a perfect fit. I think this is good value value for Sam Cosme here. I just think it's a perfect fit. Number 32, the Tampa Bay Buccaneers. I have them taking Christian Barmore. Christian Barmore, in lots of mountains, is either late first round or even out of the first round. I have him just sniffing in the first round. The only reason being is that, you know, the Buccaneers' defense, it is older. You have Nadama Kung Su, who is now in his mid-30s. JPP is in his early 30s. And Shaquille Bear is going to be approaching his early 30s. I mean, eventually, eventually those guys are not going to be good anymore. And so, and so then, taking a player like Christian Barmore, who can help get you set for the future, is just a really good idea. And, you, and you know, if Christian Barmore does have these coaching concerns, I would think Tom Brady Tom Brady's probably the number one guy that can straighten him out. And so I just think that's a good fit. And um, uh, that's it. I'm only doing one, one round one. And um, uh, so yeah, that was pretty much it. The draft is tomorrow. I hope you, I, I hope if you're listening to this, you watch it and just enjoy. And um, uh, I'll see you next podcast. Bye.